Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. And I'm Nutch. This week we bring you callbacks to previous episodes. The Last Jedi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Finding Jesus with Curtin Alpha. If you were a beer, what kind of beer would you be? I think Colin would be a juicy, hoppy IPA. Probably, although that would require me to be northeastern because I tend to prefer the like really thick IPAs that come out of like Vermont or somewhere like that. I think you're pretty thick, Colin. Uh, Our listeners can't see my <laughs> eyebrows right now. I am very uncomfortable. So, uh, <laughs> what beer would you be, Notch? I think I would be a nice, crisp. Uh, Miller Light. Oh, so you're Judas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Betray you. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I think I think I would be. That's a... why you were recording with Kyle Elias in this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'd just be a. Uh, I'd be the Fulton Lonely Blonde. I think that's the name just challenges <laughs> oh, no. my oh, no. channel. Sad my trombone. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> No, but for real, you got to tell me what kind of beer I'll be. Like, what do you think? Probably some sort of scotch-infused beer. Yeah. Maybe a, uh, like a barrel-aged. What, what, what does a scotch infusion, like, imply? That I have some sort of, like, bitey, alcoholic character? Or... <laughs> I enjoy scotch, man. I mean, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a look too deep into these things. Uh, see, I was going all metaphorical, but... Oh, uh, like a barrel-aged yeah, stout I, or something like that. Scotch yeah. or bourbon. Yeah, I maybe a peated amber of some sort. Mm-hmm. What's that surly that has chili in it? Oh, uh, fiery hell. I think that's you, Caleb. Because you know, on, on the on the outside, you know, you're just a nice crisp lager, but then there's that little bit of kick in there, and it comes out sometimes. It's pretty great. Just don't get me started on Tays versus C's. I can't. I just can't write. We were watching some of those highlights back there, and you were just, like, ripping into people, man. And we'll get to some of that when we get to yes. our Major Listening Service segment. But, hey, speaking of segments, we should jump into our first, which this week is going to be a special new segment. They don't make the right calls in brackets. Sometimes they do, though. And, of course, we're referring to the Champions League referees. Because, boy, oh, boy, since the last time we recorded, there have been three Champions League games. Uh, and two of them have had terrible freaking calls. Did we announce, like, a... UEFA Champions League and pro relationship that I missed along the lines. Piaro. Just, just for the listeners' sake, Piaro. Piaro, sorry. Pro referee. Nothing. No, if we talk no, about pro yeah. referees, we got to talk about rel referees, and then that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I think John Arnold from ESPN tweeted out today if you like terrible refereeing and Champions League, might I also introduce you to CONCACAF Champions League? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first game to get... Well, the second game to get concacaf up, which is kind of breaking-ish as, as we're recording, is Real Madrid 4, Barcelona 2. Real goes through on aggregate goals. And uh, to channel Didier Drogba, it's a disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace. Michael Balak gesticulates wildly at the referee. Do I want to correct you and say that you said Barcelonans have Bayern Munich? Did I do that again? Yeah, you did. Wow. I mean, it's such a natural response after saying Real Madrid and these really tough, tight games, but 
Ah, God. I, I See, just wait. Later on, I'll, I'll mistake Columbus for Colorado. And it'll just... I mean, all I'm doing, guys, is making references to previous episodes. These are just, like, really <laughs> terrific, jokey references. Sick callback, bro. <laughs> all right. So, Bayern... Bayern lost this game and, and the, the, the tie. And there was an incorrect second yellow to send Arturo Vidal off for Bayern. But on the other hand, Casemiro for Real, who committed pretty much exactly the same foul was not sent off for the same infraction. Basically, it, the refing in this game kind of felt like the shrug emoji, where it just, you know, like, eh, I, I suppose, maybe this, meh, eh, eh. Victor Kasai, Hungarian referee, whose Wikipedia article now reads <laughs> that he's, you know, signed to Real Madrid, <laughs> or sitting on their board... A lot of German people tonight have been banned from editing Wikipedia pages. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Person laughing at them, though, is Cristiano Ronaldo, who also laughed at the offside rule. He's practically Life. a Jedi. Yeah. Just using mind trick to keep the off, offsides flat down. Offsides <laughs> or onsides. Ronaldo's not dealing absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, Robin cursed at an assistant referee. Uh, it was picked up by one of the field mics, and uh, no, no, no word yet about whether he's going to be banned like Messi was, but we'll find out soon, I guess. And I just want to point out that five out of the six goals that Real Madrid scored on Bayern between these two games were scored when Bayern was down to ten men. The first game, the sending off was a little bit more justified, but in this game, uh, not so much as we mentioned, no. and. Bayern started this game really strong. It did look like Madrid was going to go down. And Marcelo actually had to go to the, the, the fans and kind of gesticulate and gesture at them to try to be like, come on, guys, we need your help. Like, it was it was looking pretty bad for Real to start the game. Yeah, and that said, halftime, nil-nil, you thought maybe it would just be a tense sort of draw, but... Uh, no, no, it, it opened up a little bit. Byron, Byron got the first one in, and uh, Real equalized, and then Sergio Ramos goes and uh, gets You can always count him to score in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. Only he scored on his own team this time, and yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of a howler of an own goal for him. Yeah, pretty yeah. embarrassing. And then, of course, uh, Ronaldo gets his gets his goals, and then we, we end up with Real scoring four towards the end. So... Uh, Undeserving cheats. Uh, what other words can we use? Um, disgrace. I said before. Use your use your hi, uh, hyperbole of choice to describe Real Madrid going through. It, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with undeserving. I wouldn't say cheats are not necessarily. There weren't any like flagrant fouls by Real Madrid. They played mm-hmm. the game. Just the calls by the refs allowed them to win in some parts. Uh, in the first leg, Arturo Vidal missed a penalty that w- would have seen them win after fu- after regular time in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, notice that Lewandowski took the penalty in this game. Gee, so, I wonder why. Yeah. Also, just want to mention that uh, Pancho Villa's army, the official Mexico national team supporters group in the United States, tweeted retweeted a... Thank you, Real Madrid, for defeating Bayern Munich. Any day that Robin loses is a good day. No era penal. So... Still, um, still pretty bitter about uh, Robin <laughs> diving for that penalty against Mexico. Hey, let's move on to a game where the hyperbole, I think, is deserved in describing the fact that this game was actually played. Dortmund versus Monaco. Uh, Monaco beats Dortmund 3-2. 
Monica led uh, 2-0 at halftime. Bad offsides call on a goal by Mbappe. Um, own goal by Sven Bender, who um, was only in because he was replacing Mark Bartra in the lineup. Gee, I wonder why Mark Bartra wasn't around. Right. Yep. Still injured after the attack on the Dortmund bus. Uh, Christian, literally Pulisic, Messi. Or did is, at this point are we? I mean, he really he is. I'm, I'm pretty sure Lionel Messi has Christian Pulisic on his on a poster of him on his wall. Right. Exactly. I, I would think it's on his ceiling, but okay, <laughs> above, whatever. Above his bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he comes on at the half for Dortmund and changed the game pretty much the momentum of it. And uh, for a while, it looked like maybe Dortmund could pull this one through. Yeah, uh, two goals by Shinji, Shinji Tadawa and Osman Dembele. Um, we looked like uh, Dortmund were going to pull out a result here, but uh, Monaco scored a late goal to end up winning three two. Um, not a bad result considering how the first half went for Dortmund. Um, their coach, T- Thomas Tuchel, after the game, was not happy with the decision to play one day after a bus attack. Uh, he says, and I quote, The situation is, is absurd. We only had 15 players available in the squad. We would have wanted to have more time to digest all of this. We did not get this time. We have to live with, with the fact that the match was scheduled. Minutes after the attacks, the only question was whether the game could go through or not. We were treated as if a beer can was thrown at the bus. It gives you a feeling of impotence, end quote. Absolutely. And at this point, we know that it was a terrorist attack and it could have gone far, far worse mm-hmm. uh, if if the attackers had been more competent. So this, it's shocking to me that, that this game was allowed to be played. It has to, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be able to leave the house if someone was coming to get me and had failed in trying to kill me, you know? So, so the fact that these guys were expected to go out there in front of thousands and thousands of fans and put on a performance, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. But... Um, Let's move on to Leicester 1, Atletico Madrid 1. The fairy tale, Leicester's fairy tale, has gone from being a Disney story to one written by the Brothers Grimm. The story's gone from being one written by Shakespeare to being one written by Dan Brown. Ouch. So yeah. where's Tom Hanks? The story has soured. Tom Hanks, I think, who could Tom Hanks play in this game? Probably, probably a, a really terrible version of Diego Simeone. <laughs> Um, I mean, I was gonna say Shakespeare, but yeah, I guess yeah, you I, know, Tom Hanks has been getting pudgier in his older years. Yeah, so, come but, to think uh, of it, he kind of looks a little bit more like Ancelotti than he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, he kind of does. That that would be <laughs> good casting. Exactly. Well, oh, wait, Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy, that's, Tom Hanks as Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Actually, let's have Tom Hanks play every character in the story. Although so. everybody loves Tom Hanks, so he can't be Jamie Vardy. Like, you're supposed to hate Jamie Vardy. He's okay, so, right. so Anne Hathaway yeah. as Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll have a Meg Ryan playing Claudio Ranieri. Uh, so obviously Lester lost this tie because Chris Wondolowski didn't play for them. No Wando, no cry. So, uh, I, I don't know, guys. Lester... It was it was it was gonna be great for them if they had pulled it through. It's good that they were able to keep Atletico to a tie. Mm-hmm. Just but just think about the good times with Leicester. Yeah, let's we we'll we'll always have Paris or that final game where they with or the party party where they won the uh, the 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 Champions League. The Premier League. Oh, Premier League. That's right. Yeah, man, I'm I'm getting all sorts of names messed up. I'm super by the way sleep deprived because I was off at WCCO at five in the morning today 
And uh, by the way, now I am a major morning show celebrity in the Twin Cities area. Um, you guys this time didn't contact my booking agent to... His name's Kach Narnik. He's a really great guy. Um, I've heard him, you know, he, he, he knows that guy, uh, John Barron, who's uh, Donald Trump's publicist. Uh, they're pretty close to each other. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so next time we go to record, I expect you to make a, a booking with him. Is that why there was a guy with a velvet rope and a list when I walked into your house tonight? Okay. I wasn't on the list. I, what, why was why was that? I, I, sneak I wouldn't know that wasn't me with the list. It just kind of looked like me, but it wasn't. Uh Wait a minute, put some aviators on real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, he looks exactly the same. So, so in all seriousness, go watch uh, Dark Clouds and True Not of the Elite on WCCO. We had a cool little segment. I appreciate the mainstream media is covering supporters groups. It was kind of funny. It's kind of not something that, you know, is going to light the world on fire. But it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Hopefully we can pack TCF Bank Stadium. And speaking of TCF Bank Stadium, the team that plays in it is Minnesota United FC. Their nickname is the Loons. So with that, we move on to a segment we call Loon Monitoring. Which is not exactly what Minnesota United was doing today, but they did have a DNR service exercise where they went out and uh, to Afton State Park and did a bit of a cleanup over there. But what they did over the weekend was clean up Houston's 2-0 lead to come back and finish this game 2-2. Tell me all about it, yo. Um, first half marks by some really bad set-piece defending just all around. <laughs> Iron still it. Iron skillet. Yeah. I mean, it was less iron skillet and more just actually look to see if the ball is being played in a throw-in. Like After watching the rest of the MLS highlights, though, I got to say our defending doesn't look as bad. No, no. It was some shit. Not shows. only has it improved, but I think the rest of MLS has regressed back to the mean. Um, but... First goal saw Moro Minotis just completely unmarked on the penalty spot because they didn't play off of a quick throw-in. Um, Our Talese incorrectly was called off sides on a... Shh, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, there, there's plenty of incorrect calls to go around in this he's, game. He's just a bad one. He hasn't reached Jedi Master status like Ronaldo yet, controlling the, <laughs> the exactly. Flag. Um, but then he, he scored basically unmarked on a free kick and in the process uh, need Bobby Shuttleworth in the face. Inadvertently need Bobby Shuttleworth in the face, but still not a good time for the goalkeeper. No. Um, second, that was a second injury for us. Rasmus Schuler had already yeah. been subbed Second off. injury in five minutes. Right. W- what was up with Schuler? Uh, he pulled up lame on a through ball. Uh, through ball was in the play the left-hand side, which he was playing on, which was weird as well, just on the left-hand side. Why? But still, he... Started to run and then kind of pulled up lame, uh, trying to walk towards the end line. Ball went out of bounds for a goal kick, and he didn't look the same after that and was subbed off a few minutes after that happened. So so Ibarra comes in for Schuler, Alf Bouguet comes in for Shuttleworth, and this, we're 2-0 down with two subs used in the first half. Not looking good. And Ramirez has had not such a great game up to this point, yeah? Yeah, he's been, he was pretty unlucky. Uh should have had probably two goals, arguably, and, and the draw to penalty. Yeah, which yeah, it, it should fault. have been two Ramirez goals and one Molino <clears throat> goal because inexplicably Ramirez is not taking PKs. Um, how bad was that foul that wasn't called for Ramirez to get 
dragged down in the box. I am I exaggerating when I think referee Robert Sabiga was completely biased against Minnesota because I I didn't see any. Uh, were there calls against Houston? There were calls against Houston, but there were no cards or cautions or anything against Houston, which was ridiculous because even though Johan Venegas tends to dive a lot, he was thoroughly smacked around the pitch at least two or three times. Yeah, yeah and, and never mind the fact <clears throat> that you had multiple kind of ticky-tacky sort of cards by Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um and one towards the end for Venegas on a yellow, the yellow, completely. He ran too fast by the player, and the player was knocked down by the wind shear. So right, okay. yeah, right. Yeah. Just Jedi training gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, and and we also saw that the the, the non penalty call you mentioned, call in a second ago, where Ramirez is first. The guy's arm gets pulled. Then the guy, then the the Houston player puts his arm around Ramirez's neck and basically just pulls him down, like. The refereeing in this game, I almost wish that it turns out that he was on the take just so it can make sense. I've heard he he went to the uh, exclusive referee academy held by uh, Victor Casai, referee of the Real Madrid Bayern. That oh, sorry, would make Real Madrid Barcelona. <laughs> that would make perfect sense. Sibiga uh, is a referee that we know from NASL days, and uh, doesn't look like he's going to be refereeing. Um, or at least hopefully you won't be refereeing MLS Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Trust me. At this point, he he's going to be refereeing the MLS Cup final <laughs> that we show up in. Um, <laughs> second half definitely went a lot better for the Loons, though. Uh, Ibar really had that spark in second half. Uh, you did see him make a more uh, positive runs down the pitch. He had there's one play where he kind of pitched over his head and Ramirez was right there. They have a really good chemistry together, and they should work together more on the pitch. Uh, just need Ibar to be on the pitch. Right. Yeah. And um, and side note, A, it was Ibarra, and B, it was the fact that you actually had a, a left-sided winger playing in the left-wing role. What? What a concept. <laughs> um, Very quickly, Ramirez scored again. He is now third in the Golden Ball rankings. With no PTs. Everyone above him has PTs. Absolutely. We also saw Johan Vanegas scoring another goal, putting his thumb in his mouth. You know, cute. Mm-hmm. I have a child yep. celebration again. <laughs> yep. uh, and... Both goals uh, provided by Molino. Um, direct assist um, on Ramirez's goal and then kind of his run to the box and subsequent deflected pass into the path of Johan Vanegas. So what is our overall wor- verdict in terms of how we feel about Minnesota United after this game? Are we feeling good with the draw? Are we frustrated with the draw? Because Houston was able to come back and provide us some threat towards the end. Now, I personally wasn't happy that we didn't get that third sub in. Dunlady came on very late, and Houston looked, sh- had some close chances towards the end. He should have come on earlier. Molino was gassed. He had put in a very hard shift. He should have come off probably 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. That being said... Nothing was getting past Francisco Calvo in those last 20 minutes. He was a force at the back. Alvbuge was also pretty good in this yeah. game. So. Yeah, I was surprised how well he did off the bench. Houston hadn't dropped a point at home so far in the season. They've looked magnificent, mm-hmm. and they've looked really good in ways that should have just sliced Minnesota apart. So, so do we call this a moral victory? No, it, it, we drew. There, there's no such thing as moral victories. The, there's the, the Minnesota United official Twitter account after that <laughs> FC Dallas game said a loss that didn't feel like a loss, uh, and I laughed. But I think in this game, it is a a draw that didn't feel necessarily like a draw. It, Minnesota won a point on the road. Yeah, 
Did we get an extra point for a moral victory? Is it like two points or no? <laughs> All these MLS rules are just like Caleb, you, in my mind. You've grown up in the Midwest. You understand that you don't get anything for a moral victory. <laughs> so uh, moving along, yeah. some player question marks. Uh, Vadim Demi 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 definitely won't play here anymore. <laughs> Um, Vadim Demi, these jokes are getting kind of old, I think, but I keep making them. No That's okay, what. he won't be here soon anyway. Exactly. Um, so, Jeff Reuter over at 55 1, uh, friend of the pod. Well, former co host, this is like the third time I've had to be like, former co host of Toughcast, Jeff Reuter. We'll, we'll just go with friend of the pod at this point. It's friend of the We Call It Soccer pod. Exactly. Right, right, right. There we go, true, there we go. Um, so he posted on 55.1 a, a fairly detailed account that both Demidov and the team have soured on their relationship. Uh, Demidov basically wants to go back to Norway, and Minnesota is not not really working that hard to keep him around. What's that farewell song? Farewell. Goodbye. So long, farewell, Auf Wiedersehen, goodbye. Is that song, Sound of Music? It is yep. Sound of Music, yeah. There we go. Um, I so, am 16, you are sad. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Wouldn't that be funny if like players were singing that about their position? I am number 10, you are number 9. No, nothing. No, no, that, that would be strange. <laughs> Especially because I would be able to hear that from the stands. Like, I, I'd rather they... As they're running down the pitch, I have number two, you are number nine. <laughs> all right, all right. No. Joe, Joe, speaking of running down the pitch, Joe Greenspan had a bunch of running because he again played 90 minutes for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. That's two games he has played full 90. So when we need him back... He will be back. Especially if Demidov is, in fact, going back to Norway. Right. I hope we, Demi, get a replacement for him. So, anyway, let's move on to a segment we call the Major Listing Service. In the Major Listing Service, we cover Major Leagues, Soccer, the Division One Pro League in these United States. What happened in MLS this week, guys? David Villa scored a goal. You should say that, yeah. Okay, this is my classic issue that I have every single year. People, as soon as they saw this goal being scored, like, goal of the year! Which, by the way, David Villa just crossed the the, mid, the halfway line, lobs a ball, goes over Andre Blake's head, goes into the goal. Spectacular. My question is this. Is the goal of the year supposed to be the goal that shows the greatest technical ability and skill or the most fluky, lucky shot that you can have? Yes. I think this one was the latter. Yes. The answer is Yes. Preferably, it's a mix of both crazy, fluky luck along with skill that shows that you are indeed capable of scoring a goal like that. Um, I think the best part of Via's goal was him explaining afterwards that he was tired and he didn't want to run all the way down to score. So he just said, I'll try it. And MLS is a retirement league, guys. It's, it's a disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace. Okay, DJ Drogba, shut up now. Uh, Union were very lucky not to get a handball called on them because Richie Marquez essentially just reached out with his hands when he was on the ground to stop a David Villa shot. The NYCFC still won this game 2-0. Vancouver beat Seattle 2-1. Uh, Freddie Montero, uh, former Sounder, scored both goals for the Vancouver Whitecaps to win in the Tashtadia Cup. Uh, Dempsey at the bar twice after beating David Usted, so unlucky for him, but eh, he had um, some other great chances yeah. too. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, San Jose won one draw against FC Dallas at home. 
Um, another very good game from Jesse Gonzalez. He saved a Wando shot that I don't know how he managed to get to it. It's uh, Unfortunately, though, there was a 94th minute cross that kind of just slid past him. And I think he could have got to it and uh, he could have prevented the equalizer. Uh, Christian Coleman had a moment to forget. Uh, he had ball ball was crossed in to him. Um, David, got, got past yeah. David instead. And kind of David rolling, Bingham, rolling slowly towards the far post. And Coleman can catch up, ends up missing the ball completely, taking the post, and the ball rolls out for a goal kick. That was very amusing. It, and then he falls down. Falls down, go <laughs> boom. Then his pants yeah. fell off. Everybody started laughing. He wet himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Montreal 2, Atlanta 1. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta lose nighted. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Atlanta, you better watch your red cards. It's true. Yeah. yeah it really is um, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez. Um, uh, we have it in the notes that he was shown straight red for quote-unquote pulling down Mancosu in the box. It was like they're trying to reenact uh, the Houston foul on Ramirez, but like not actually injure the person. Like, oh, or that hurt the person. Like, we not be too physical, and then you'll dive here. And then, yeah. Yeah. It, it was very... It was a pratfall. Yeah, it was It was the WWE version of what <laughs> happened in Houston. Um, straight red for that um, Doxo penalty, apparently. Um, grumble, grumble. Second goal by Montreal came in the 94th minute. Um, you take that, Atlanta fans. <laughs> on the weirdest... Deflection heel goal that it was, was a fantastic. Back heel that... deflection that knocked it off the post. Again, kind of fluky, but he could argue maybe I that... saw the ball coming, put my leg out. <laughs> I mean, by the way, this is the second time this year that Atlanta has lost, like in the dying minutes of the game after their their home opener. I love it so much. Yeah, right. I mean, we can't even pretend. And by the way, we should mention in 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 Atlanta's. Uh, to their credit, they, they did defend well, even though one of their center backs was sent off. That is very true. And Kenwin Jones had his first start for Atlanta and uh, scored his first goal. This is my hyped face. For the listener, not just not hyped. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando 2, LA Galaxy 1. This was exciting, dudes. Giles Barnes and Carlos Rivas are really good. They are really, really, really good. <laughs> We, we had a near goal very early, and just in, the crossbar came in handy in that one. And it's in general, the crossbar in this game seemed to be like a clutch player for both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I, I was hyped, let's just put it that way. The, the, this game got me very excited. The, the first goal, Orlando's first goal, was tremendous. Just a long pass from the half line by Scott Sutter, just bounces just a little bit. Will Johnson grabs the ball, sends it straight in. Beautiful goal. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Roman Alessandrini, I think, is very good at this whole soccer playing business. Italian Roman. No, <laughs> Frenchman Roman Alessandrini, <laughs> as I learned last week. Uh, yeah, he, he got a very, very late equalizer for LA Galaxy. He was and, them. Yeah, and he was all over the place in the second half. How is it that the Galaxy are not winning every single game with him, Gio Dos Santos, and Jermaine? Jermaine included there for sentimental reasons. <laughs> yeah, that that's that might also be why they're losing. But Jermaine, I will retire after the the uh, twenty 
22 World Cup. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jermaine, Jermaine, I will lead America to the 2026 World Cup final, <laughs> says Bruce Arena. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a couple of segments. Yeah. Um, Orlando so, did win it in Savage Time. Um, Kyle Aaron. Kyle Aaron. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, watch, just, just watch that goal. Incredible. The Orlando Stadium seems like a very fun place to be to watch a game, and also a terrifying place to play as an as an opposing team. And just imagine when you watch and see their stand being as steep as it is, their standing stand. Uh, we will have an even steeper rake in our standing section for the supporters for the Wonder Wall. The Wonder Wall. Yep, exactly at Cloud City. <laughs> hey, but I do want to ask. The question that Colin is asking about LA Galaxy. What the heck is going on? And now they've signed Jack McInerney. (laughs) Why? (laughs) If Jack McInerney is your savior, you need a new religion. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, is that it? Do they just need to find Jesus? Like, are they looking for... (laughs) I'm pretty sure Gabriel Jesus is still injured. Uh, in all seriousness, um, it seems like they're they're rebuilding, but not really. Um, they've got too much talent to just do a complete down to the foundation rebuild at this point. Um, the academy players haven't necessarily been as phenomenal coming into their early mid twenties as you would expect. Um, yeah, uh, I think they expected more, but. Out of Jazzy Zardes and uh, Bradford Jameson, talking about those academy players, they haven't been up to snuff mm-hmm. as of yet. How much of this is done, Kurt Alfo? coming in for Bruce Arena, who's been there forever? Um, yeah, I mean, it, he he definitely hasn't gotten any sort of traction yet. That's probably the amount that it's down to him, but still, I think. I think it's just the fact that they don't know quite what they're trying to do yet. All right. What we have to do now, though, is take a quick break. We'll be back with more MLS results, the pyramid scheme, the sewer, which is quite short this week, and a bunch of other segments. See you soon. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where we're still in a segment that we call the Major Listing Service. We talk about MLS. Chicago Fire 3, New England Revolution 0. And all that I want to talk about with this game is Bastian Schweinsteiger, guys. Yeah, he had a good goal to start out. And maybe he does have a little bit more in his legs than we all thought he did. Uh, except this guy right here who thought he was going to be awesome. So I'm just going to just gonna say I called it. I am an oracle. Uh, have the smoke, you know, going up my butt, coming out my mouth right now. <laughs> now that's a callback. That, that is a is callback. A callback. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, we, we, we had Javon Watson earning a red for a foolish tackle from behind. Yeah, uh, second yellow. Both of them were pretty clear yellow cards, and that was just a dumb second foul. Um, it made it a little bit easier. Chicago's midfield right now of Schweinsteiger, Dax McCarty, and Janino is formidable, to say the least. Uh, Nitalich earns uh, Player of the Week for his brace in this game. 
uh, some really bad marking and defending by New England on all three Chicago goals. Yeah, pretty this, much. This, this rev team doesn't seem like it's very good. I uh, think Tony Trapper should be dropped and sent to Minnesota immediately. <laughs> yeah. Five goals on this case. Um, Red Bulls 2, team that poured out Red Bulls at their uh, stadium groundbreaking, zero. So, Caleb, you were saying something last week about the Red Bulls playing really poorly and how they were in crisis <laughs> and... Uh... They beat DC United. <laughs> wow. Also, Bill Hamid Hamid should be dropped and sent to Minnesota immediately as well. (laughs) Bradley Wright Phillips sends a ball between uh, Bill Hamid's legs. And even on Will's goal, he was able to kind of get to the ball, but it pretty much just went past him. Yeah. Also terrible defending on the BWP goal by the center backs for DC United. Seriously, this whole week, guys, so many goals with terrible MLS defending. I think uh, they showed... Other coaches showed like the, the whole entire team, like Minnesota's defense was like, okay, this is how we're going to attack them when we play them. But the defenders were like, okay, this is how we defend. Okay, gotcha. No, no, no wait, I'm, I'm just going to say, and this might be a little bit Reynolds wrap up but Garber showed them the tape because they want to they wanna have their expansion team seem better. And that's why it's a conspiracy, guys. Everyone's in on it. There's a lot of gamma tam involved in Russia. Putin, Putin, <laughs> I'm telling you, that there's a freaking tape. Oh, tr- <laughs> trust me, Notch. Russia is not the country that we need to be worried about. We'll talk about that later. Who do you think has the PP tape in this situation, by the way? Don't answer that question. Let's keep going. Columbus <laughs> 2. <laughs> Columbus 2, Toronto FC 1. Gozi always scores, gets the goal for uh, Toronto, but wasn't enough uh, because Columbus puts on their ninth overall pick in the 2017 MLS Super Drop, Nico Hansen who scores the goal, diagonal cross that goes past basically the entire Toronto metropolitan area, uh, standing there on the pitch. They don't do anything, and then Hansen knocks it in. That was Ola Kamara that knocked it in. I think Hansen had the assist. Did yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. But still, great game by yeah. Nico Hansen. Yep. Um, unfortunately for Toronto, uh, Drew Moore is out semi-indefinitely. It seems maybe a little bit promising um, with an a regular heartbeat issue um, came up in a test over the past week, um, likely going to be out for the next game. Team is confident that uh, it's going to be corrected fairly quickly rather than the uh, more lengthy issues that Clint Dempsey had. All the best for him. Yeah, absolutely. Colorado won, RSL 2, Mo I drinks, coffee sarcastically, Saeed and uh, the Josh Cat. We're both playing this game. Uh, yeah, Saeed uh, substituted in in the first half when Boateng went down with an injury. He's out for eight weeks. Uh, so Saeed should see more playing time with Colorado going forward. Um, so essentially, he's teed up for a dramatic revenge comeback to Minnesota this weekend. Are you, are you really sure that it's going to be Mo Saeed that's going to do the revenge comeback? Josh Cat? Is there a catnip near our goals? Wouldn't. That would be kind of a, have the opposite effect, wouldn't it? He just run in there no matter what, just roll around a little bit, act really <laughs> weird, like put his legs up and just like, oh, yellow card for freaking out everyone in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so unbeaten home record of Colorado's is gone as of this game. The other thing here is is Mike Petke Jesus. We really should think about this question because now he's got two wins in a row, and he played five academy players for RSL. If he is Jesus, shouldn't he be going to L.A. right now? 
for the galaxy. Right. Yeah. We did. We did mention that they are looking for yeah, Jesus. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, you know who else should look for Jesus? Tim Howard. Yeah. He, Tim Howard needs some Jesus in his life. He, he he grabbed a fan by the collar and the fan had some, I mean, admittedly, the fan said something really, really terrible to Tim Howard. Go back to Colorado. I don't know about you. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, sir, you are out of line. I do not support legal marijuana and a state that's super chill has a lot of skiing and longboarding and awesome breweries. So screw you. I'm going to grab you by the collar. I believe that that is exactly how this altercation when Tim Howard suspended, the MLSPA did come in and defend him, though. Yeah, basically they said that player abuse needs to stop. Um, that said, if the abuse is go back to Colorado and the response is grab somebody by the collar and before that, uh, reference some sort of uh, acts done in the previous evening to a person's uh, mother. Hmm. That, that's a little bit different than how we all played it just now. I'm just saying. God, yeah. We didn't. I mean, you, you got real there, man. I, when keeping it, keeping it real goes wrong. I mean, if you want me to keep here. it as real. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Let's not. Okay. Let's, let's not. Okay. Cool. Portland cool. 0, SKC 1. 22 fouls for the Timbers in this game with no cards. Are we sure that Robert Sibiga didn't uh, <laughs> pull double two duty? Games? Yeah, right. Uh, Adi a ball and almost open goal. And uh, Dale Harbor, <clears> according <throat> to what I typed up in these notes, finds Madranda in miles of space and who sends the ball to Dwyer for the goal. Beautiful, beautiful movement there. That was a real typing fail, Harbor. <laughs> See what I did there, Notch? See what I did? I did, I did actually. Melia, Melia, my God. Yeah, Darlington Nadmi sends a ball in from what like 25 yards out seemed desperate for the top corner and Melia somehow just gets his fingertips to it knocks it to the crossbar gorgeous just gorgeous amazing gorgeous save a quick news bite at the FC Dallas Academy has beaten the Real Madrid U17 Academy so by the uh what is it the the conjunctive principle or what the the, the sure yeah it, it FC Dallas better than Bayern Munich at this point uh, let's move on to a segment we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we talk about the lower leagues of the U.S. Soccer Pyramid. First up, North Carolina, Texas Ranger 3, FC Edmonton 1. Former Loon Lance Lane. Good alliteration, bro. Oh, thank you. Uh, scores a fantastic free kick, um, doubling his scoring tally from last season. And Lance Lang was on the Inverted Triangle podcast this week. Yeah, very good interview by Neil Morris. Uh, was able to get in a lot more than Lance Lang wanted to talk about with Minnesota, apparently. Um, basically, he said that at some point in June, he was pushing for a trade away from Minnesota because he just could not find his way into the tactics. Um, had some issues with training kind of how things were structured with Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota refused to let him go, and then uh, he was still seen in training with Minnesota afterwards. Kind of seemed like it was a little bit of a pity move. He seems very, very, very happy to be in North Carolina at this Good. point. I'm, I'm really glad for him. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just as a quick note, make sure to listen to Inverted Triangle. Still, in my opinion, the single best 
US soccer podcast when it comes to talking to the people that actually are making the game happen rather than giving up analysis and opinions. Uh, one thing we should note, uh, New York, uh, New York, uh, North Carolina Texas Ranger player Austin DeLuz has started uh, 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 charity or fundraising, raising fundraising, yeah, fundraising for uh, playing for pride. Uh, basically, he's raised money for the human rights campaign throughout the season. Um, you can find it on his Twitter page. Um, a bunch of soccer players have joined, including Sam Cronin, uh, Colin Martin from the Loons, and Ito Parra, and uh, Ethan Finley? Not Ethan yeah. Finley, it was uh, Eric Miller. Yeah, fantastic yeah. stuff. Go look that up. Tampa Bay Rowdies 1's Louisville City FC 2. Gasp. The Rowdies conceded and lost for the first time in USL. Relegate them now. <laughs> Wait, they already did, You're but then right. they didn't. And then they... <laughs> oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> uh, Louisville City also unveiled their stadium renders. They're going to have a 10,000-seat facility expected to open in 2020. Uh, the funny thing about this is that the renders had sponsorship by the Acme Corporation. Obviously, somebody has not watched enough Looney Tunes, as a Reddit commander pointed out. Did they learn nothing from Wiley Coyote? I mean, that stadium is going to blow up as soon as <laughs> you think that the bomb is totally a dud. And then it's going to fall off a cliff and then it's going to, but it's all just, you know, when, when it blows up, it's just going to turn like smoky and then the smoke is going to whisk away. When it falls off the cliff, it just turned flat on the ground and, you know. The... And then once you think you're safe, an anvil will fall down and hit you in the head. Exactly. Womp yeah. womp. <laughs> FC Cincinnati hit an anvil of a attendance record when they, they set the USL home opener attendance record. 23,144 people watching St. Louis FC at Nipper Stadium. Obviously there to watch a future MLS expansion team. This has nothing to do with Cincinnati. Moving along. Cool. <laughs> NWSL <laughs> began last weekend. A uh, couple of results. Uh, Kansas City beat Boston 2-0. Sitting in the Rue stores in the 7th minute. Um, LaRue would be a great person to be your like rival in life because you'd be like LaRue it's a very satisfying name to shout in like anger I prefer uh, Atlanta goalkeeper Alt Khan exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep going uh, Houston beat Orlando 2-0 um, Houston their, the women's team actually keeps their two goal advantage and Rachel Daly scores an amazing goal from the right side of the box curls into the top left hand corner nothing the goalkeeper to do about it go watch it it is beautiful let's move on to a segment we call the sewer you would know the sewer as the home of the Ninja Turtles well we have our own many Ninja Turtle teams in the US our national teams and the coach of the men's Ninja Turtles our prophet, our oracle. No idea if he has smoke going up his butt. But uh, Bruce Arena, I mean, maybe that's the reason he, he said something like this. Uh, he seemed to imply that the, the U.S. had a shot of winning the World Cup in 2026, which is like, I bet he's thinking like, hmm, by then I might have croaked. So I don't need, no one's going to hold me to this. Our prediction. oracle arena really thinks that there's going to be some warriors going on in 2026. Ghana, come out and play it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, we don't really need to read out his quotes to you and tell you. He just made this silly prediction. Some news from the women's team, though. Mal Pugh. Yeah, uh, Mal Pugh is leaving UCLA to go pro. Um, fairly big news simply because uh, women's soccer, the track tends to be spend four years in college and then graduate. Um She's got a full ride to UCLA, but 
apparently the pro opportunities are better for her. Yeah, she certainly has the talent to make the jump. So we don't know if she's going to the NWSL or overseas yet, but we will keep you in the loop. Yeah, there's there's some palace intrigue that Washington or the Washington Spirit has her rights. Portland want her. They're not willing to trade anything. Watch that space because it's going to be very interesting to see if they do anything. At this point, let's hop on the plane and head to England where we go to a segment we call The Pub, which contains our coverage of English soccer. Which pub are we going to this week, Caleb? This week, we're going to the Soaring Seagull. Don't worry, not those seagulls, Notch. <laughs> it's okay. Like, which team are they taking over now? <laughs> no. Was it Fort Lauderdale in now? <laughs> Fort Lauderdale Albion. By the way, there were some actually some photos of Lockhart Stadium posted. Man, that place looks rough. In crappy old Lockhart's. I mean, it's actually a shithole now. Right, I was just going to say, I mean, it didn't look too different from when we made that. Song. No, it actually <laughs> does. It looks like, the, the pitch looks like a, 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 a grove of trees, basically, at this point. But anyway, keep, let's keep talking about the EPL. First result we need to talk about. We'll get to why you named the pub Soaring Seagull in just a little bit. Spurs 4, Bournemouth 0. Seven straight wins for the Hotspur. They're going to take the title, aren't they? Apparently, because of the next say result. Say it. Th- say it. No. Say it. I, I will not say that yet. Regardless of what say happens. What, it, what, 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 what? Notch, first you're calling me thick, and then you're saying that? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but Ari Kane. Uh, All right. Ari. Ari. Uh, third straight 20-goal season, joining... Such luminaries as Thierry Henry, Alan Shearer, and Rude Van Nistelrooy. Absolutely. Harry Kane. Household name. See what I did there. Manchester United 2, Chelsea, shock horror 0. And not only that, it it was a Man United team that rested Jesus Himovich on Easter. Um, (laughs) Pogba was on the bench. He just got an up. Don't don't take a nap. Judas Mourinho was the coach who won. I mean, this is like all sorts of like wrong narratives for Easter. Uh, Uh, Chelsea did come away with an egg, though, for shots on goal. Zero shots hit the target. Five shots total. Since they played Manchester United. First time since they had zero shots on goal since they played Manchester United in 2007. Incredible. Ridiculous. 22 matches unbeaten for Manchester United, which would be super impressive if... 10 of them weren't draws. I mean, some things haven't changed for Chelsea, though. Diego Costa remains a complete douchebag. Uh, Diving, pushing out players almost into the goalpost, you know, headfirst. Just a scum. He is just a scumbag. We we, gotta hit that guy. Uh, Speaking of which, John Terry, (laughs) it was recently announced, has retired from... Well, not retired from football, but he's retired from Chelsea. He's leaving Chelsea. Uh, so is he going to go to MLS? Is he going to go to China? There's a great article on 55.1 by West Perdine exploring whether or not John Terry be a good fit for Minnesota United FC. It Let's is, not spoil it. Let's I not, expect, yeah. No, go to it. Read it. It's fantastic. It, it is a in Maybe read it twice. Yeah. yeah you know what? No. Read it 27 times. That's how worthwhile it is. Okay. All right. Uh, Arsenal. <laughs> look at that. It's supposed to be a typo. It says here that they won. No, no. I'm dead serious. They won. They beat <laughs> no, Middlesbrough. It happened. No, there's also another... 
This says Mesut Ozil scored. That that can't be right. <laughs> and and it also says um, played with three at the back. Isn't this great? We're celebrating that Arsenal beat one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> this is how bad things have gotten. We're supposed to look at this and say everything is fine. Like <laughs> Wenger in. <laughs> Wenger in that room with that dog that's saying everything's fine when the entire room is burning down around him. I just want to point out that there was a a report on oyster farming in Donegal on the BBC and there was some dude with a finger outside (laughs) in the background. All right, now let's talk about that soaring seagull you mentioned before. Uh, The Brighton Brighton and Hove Albion seagulls are soaring up to the Premier League. They clinched their promotion on Monday. Um... They've been out of the top flight for 34 years. 20 years ago, they were in lead two, almost in the relegation zone of lead two, out of lead football altogether. So wonderful comeback story for the team. I can't wait for them to pull off a few shot ups against Arsenal next year. Absolutely. That that seems to be in <laughs> Wait in a minute. Hold on. Arsenal aren't getting relegated this year? No, it's been a bad season, but no, you guys are still like sixth. Wow. Yeah. Portsmouth FC have secured promotion to League One, which is great because they have been falling like, well, the Acme Anvils down the English Pyramid, and they they have arrested some of that. I think at this point, you just consider precipitous drops. Just say they've fallen like Portsmouth. Right. Uh, A fun story for you to follow that's sort of related to English. Tony Adams was named the manager of Granada, and the British press have taken to this with a plumb, uh, tabloid a plumb, I should say, in covering his shenanigans and the things he's saying in trainings, all the wacky things he does. Go go read a little bit more about it. Is he the coach that was like doing a little dance for training? And it was very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And and trust me, I'm already on the Tony Adams for Arsenal bandwagon. We We need our Tony back. Let us move on to a segment that I referred to in a joke at the very beginning of this show. A segment we call, they don't call it soccer, in brackets. Some do, though. First piece of news from the rest of the world soccer that we haven't covered already is from France. Um, Lyon have had possibly the the worst week outside of Dortmund. Um their Europa League match against Besiktas was um, delayed due to fan violence. Then their Ligue 1 match against Bastia was delayed due to pitch invasions during warm-ups where they refused for 45 minutes to enter the field because they were afraid that their players would continue to be attacked. Because they were attacked. By yeah, the they were indeed. In freaking incredible scenes. Watch the videos. Look at the 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 photos. Bastia are seems like they're going to be relegated, and they deserve their fate. As their fans are going to behave in this way. Exactly. Some results from Germany. Um, Hoffenheim or Hoffenheim five. Borussia Mönchengladbach tips Fedora. Um, this is your occasional reminder that head coach Julian Nagelsmann is only 29 years old. And I got to say, I still have a chance. <laughs> I've, I've got two years before I feel totally wholly inadequate. Hey, your uh, full manager save is going pretty well, so that should come for something, right? Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> sure, he can probably manage a club in like that uh, the Isle of Silly League. There's only two there, so... One of them. One of them should hire you with your record. All right, moving on to a result from Italy. Inter Milan to AC Milan to, yes, you heard me right, that's a derby. The 
the home team enter led to it nil at halftime, but goal on technology with wait, what was that? But the goal on technology uh, drew a decision as Tristan Zapata stored in the 97th minute after a ball ricochets off the crossbar. You should totally watch the video of this. Gary Medell rushes the referee. The referee proceeds to point at the GLT thing that looks like a watch. And he's just like, look at this. Look at this. I'm telling you, it says it scored. It did it. And Medell's just like, ah, fine, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Foiled again. (laughs) With that, let's move on to a segment we call The Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory that you have been thinking about. Yes, you have. And he makes sense of it for you. What do we got this week, Colin? So over the last couple of weeks, we've been discussing some of the weird improprieties at the Denver airport that just seems to be uh, the home of the New World Order. Um, Last week, though, we took a little bit of a diversion, which seemed to be a a pretty welcome one, according to my DMs, because a person that goes with the username at TWSchnell said, you've been looking way too hard into this German inquiry. It's good that you looked away. Now, seeing how threatening that was, I remembered that, indeed, both Minnesota United and Bastian Schweinsteiger were seen taking some uh, suitcases out of the bowels of the Denver airport. Apparently, this seems as though Germany is the real issue. So I looked into it again and realized that it seems as though Bruce or Bill McGuire rather um, has a little bit of an infatuation with German soccer. Um, Not only is he modeling the uh, now Allianz stadium after the Allianz arena in Munich, but he's also taking the same sort of giant wall with the same sort of pitch as Signal Iduna Park from Borussia Dortmund. I'm really starting to think that all of this collusion to internationalize the American game that Minnesota United is partaking in might just so happen to be the same sort of internationalization that's happening under Angela Merkel who is seen as the primary person <laughs> behind the attempt for an international government. I'm going to have to keep looking into this because this seems just way too crazy to not be true at this point. I'm actually going to be in Denver next week. Do you want me to do some sleuthing for you? You know, I, I believe I've seen everything out of Denver. <laughs> Are you sure that you can't get out to Berlin, possibly? Uh, no. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's a, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, at this point, we should uh, mention also that I'm going to be in Portland next week as well. So we're both going to be out of town. This show will take a break for one week. We will return on, I believe, the 3rd of May. That, is, that I believe, is the Wednesday uh after next week so so don't look for an episode next week we will be back on 3rd of may until then you can follow us on twitter where can these good people find you guys on twitter i'm at k olsen 716 i'm also a writer for 551 
I am at the attachment. I'm tweeting out things that reference both King Lear and Arsen Wenger. Beautiful. You can find me at TWO United Fans. You can also find me on the Capo Stand this Sunday when Colorado Rapids come to take on Minnesota United. Caleb is sad because he's going to be in Denver. Going the opposite way of the Rapids, my friend. <laughs> I'll wave on my way. You will, you will. You should also look for this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. Do tell your friends about this podcast. You always want to spread the word about us. With that, we wave goodbye to you for two weeks. Have a good one, everybody. We'll come back to you in the first week of May. Bye-bye. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerades, and valentines, good night.